You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? We, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps, the show where we touch on everything and anything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. We are working on making Money Never Sleeps a daily show, bringing it to you each and every weekday. And we're not just going to be touching on current events, but we're looking to uh, put a spotlight on companies that may be of interest to our listeners. And not all companies that are spotlighted will be favorable. Uh, you know, I will be expressing my opinion on the company or on the industry. So it's not about a rah-rah session. You know, some, some of my opinions may, you know, uh, go down a negative road. Uh, but I plan on touching on this and making uh, Money Never Sleeps as interesting as possible for our listeners. Now, today I, w- I want to talk about Twitter and its future as, as I see it. You know, but first, I, I want to touch on a couple of things not related to Twitter that I actually just want to, you know, throw in the beginning of the show um, because I'm not going to have a chance to bring in, bring it up later. Uh, make sure that you check out Super Rich on CNBC. It's a great show. This is where you, this is where you will take a peek into the lives of the uber super duper wealthy. And it's a wild ride, and it's a great show, and it may inspire you to want a little more out of your life. You know, do do that extra trade or do something. Um, you know, they feature, again, the super-duper rich. You know, they feature mansions, cars, the food, travel, so on and so forth. And the super-rich team really delivers the goods to their viewers, so check them out on CNBC. And also... Take the time to show your support for a true Wonder Woman. She's a true warrior in Lynn Tilton. Uh, she's the epitome of the American dream. She built an empire from nothing. She created close to 700,000 jobs since inception. And she kept Americans working here in the U.S. She kept manufacturing in America with, in certain industries. So you can find out more about what she's doing and what's going on with her at SheForAll.com. Now, let's talk about Twitter, and I'm sure that uh, I'm going to get uh, feedback from this, you know, and it may be good, may be bad, but this, again, the, this is my opinion, and this is what I see, this is what I see uh, happening with the company right now. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Twitter being acquired. Uh, first, it was by Facebook, and then it was by Yahoo, and the latest buzz is that the company may be an acquisition target for Google. Now, could there be any truth to these rumors? Sure, there's always a possibility, you know, but in my opinion, Twitter is on the verge of something that can be a game changer for the company. And I think that this is one of the very few tech companies that were, were that were darlings of Wall Street that didn't have their their founders at the helm when they went public. So that to me, that that was just an interesting uh, situation because if you look at Facebook, Google, and other companies, they had the founders at the helm when they went public and they had to build the company and grow it. So why the founders you know weren't a part of the company even pre IPO, you know I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have those answers. Uh, but I publicly stated that this, in my opinion, was a bump in the road, even pre, pre IPO. You know, Twitter is still very much so a growth situation. It's a growth company. And it's important that investors are aware of this, that they're still growing. They have a lot more to do. And I believe that they went public prematurely, but I do understand why they had to strike while the iron was hot. They had to do it when they had the opportunity to do it. But with that said, they have not executed well with their acquisitions or on their own platform since the IPO, even before the IPO. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would, I would say again, you know, that they, that their, their execution across the board hasn't been what it should be and that I believe it could be. Now, the thing that kills me about Twitter is that the, the company, again, has so much potential. The founders not being at the helm, you know, look, everyone got used to that. But now, uh, the recent, you know, the recent events with the company, with Costello shifting his roles within the company, uh, what it's actually doing, you know, people are looking at that. Some people are looking at that, looking at that as a positive because he stepped down from the CEO role. But then again, he just moved from there to the board of directors. So it's just a shift. You know, I'm sure he's still going to have, I'm, I'm, I'm certain he's still, he's going to still have, uh, some say with what goes on with the company. Um, and, but what, what that's done, that shift, what it did, it, it opened a door for potentially some fresh eyes to bring the company to the point, you know, that they're delivering on the growth potential that everyone has seen in the company. That's why people got involved in the IPO. They saw the growth. You know, if you if you look at Facebook when, when be, even be, before the IPO, people were going crazy. They were crazy, crazy for the company. When the company went public, and the whole fiasco happened, and the stock came tumbling down, everybody was they were against Facebook, everything else. I sat there and I said, you know what? It's a buying opportunity because people that understand. What they're trying to do saw the vision. So at one point, the stock at the lowest point, I believe it was at 17 bucks. As of now, the stock's going, it's going to be, it's going to be shooting above a hundred. Not a bad gain if you had vision, if you saw the potential, if you believed in the company as, as to what they were, what they were going to do and why they went public in the first place. They went public to raise capital. They went public so they can make acquisitions. They went public so they can do a lot of things. Twitter went public for the same reason. They didn't just go public just to go and fill their pockets. They went public for a reason because they want to grow. They want to take advantage of the growth situation. And being a publicly traded company, you actually have more exposure to financing. You have more exposure to people, to investors, to to the media, so on and so forth. And there's so much more you can do and expand and grow. And you can leverage, uh, you know, publicly traded stock. To make acquisitions, so it kind of it kind of you know takes the pressure off your balance sheet as well. Okay, so there are a lot of big benefits of being a publicly traded company. Now, you know they you know Twitter has been compared to Facebook in so many different ways. You know, and the reality is you can't compare the two platforms. There's no way. There's no way anyone that understands uh, social media understands that. These are two different animals. 
They're night and day. The only the only way that I can actually explain it to uh, to anyone is like this. You know, if you don't understand social media, if you don't understand the difference between between the two, let me just paint this picture for you. If you build a house, you have you have your property, right? And before you build a house, you have to you have to pour the foundation. You have to put the foundation in there to support the house, right? So if you acquire enough property and pour a wide enough foundation and just build, then you know, maybe you're not going to go build a, a horrendous house. You want a small house, but you're building enough of a foundation there so that you can actually expand and add on to that house later on without digging another foundation or buying additional property. Okay, so what what Facebook has done, they have done that. Now, if you limit yourself to the property that you acquire and you pour the foundation just suited for your home at the moment, the, the home that you're, you're building at that moment, you, you pour the foundation for the house that you're going to build at that moment and you're not looking down the road, you're not looking at the future, then you limited yourself to having a home that that would just be there where you can't it'll be difficult to add on to it horizontally or potentially vertically so that's twitter okay they're limited with what how they can expand internally now again as i said facebook took this in, into consideration from day one and that's why they continue and they're able to add on all these different components to its platform if you go on there you'll see all these little ditty dots all over the place they're, they're more function more functionality and more of this more of that for their users uh but at the end of the day even though it's functional for the users and it keeps them coming back because it's something new for facebook it, it just keeps the register ringing as ad dollars roll in now, Twitter cannot add on as Facebook is able to, and that's part of the, the issue with that. Okay. But what they, what they've done is the next best thing. And they made some strategic acquisitions that can pay off for them, uh, in the next couple of years. And I think that that's going to be key for Twitter and making these key acquisitions where they can kind of kind of uh that can kind of complement twitter or and also create a, a different avenue of revenue and that's the big thing you need to make money uh they're selling ads they're they're doing certain things and that's fine that's great but i believe that the potential is is a lot more than what they're doing today okay and granted you have to be patient you know facebook you know they they went from being a, a desktop they they were they they were just a desktop situation, and they had to they had to make that transition to mobile after they went public. When they did that, they they had they hit some bumps in the road, but they started to master it. And now I'll, I have to say a majority of their ad revenue is coming from mobile, and they're continuing to increase that. So Twitter needs to do that as well, but that, that it's not just going to happen solely from uh from twitter itself it, they have to make they have to make those strategic acquisitions in order for them to actually be able to benefit more from the ad dollars that are rolling in you know because advertisers are getting really particular with of how they're targeting their ads you know with facebook it's really interesting because they they have the ability to give advertisers the the opportunity 
to actually seriously target because they have so much metadata on each of their users from date of birth to this and then they're constantly if you go in there they're constantly asking you more questions it's like you're doing a survey for the rest of your life and they're doing it because they want to advertise to you and that's how they're making their money in order for you to utilize it for free okay at one time at one point uh in, in the past you know they were going to charge people to go on facebook and I think that lasted about 10 minutes <laughs> before there was an uproar. So the, the bottom line is Twitter, the only way that they're going to be able to actually increase those ad dollars is by making strategic acquisitions and, and bringing that value to have users become more active, not only on Twitter, but on other platforms they may have. Okay, so what, what, what I want to do right now, I just want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I will touch on those strategic acquisitions, actually, you know, on one in particular. So stay with us on Money Never Sleeps, and we're going to be right back after this quick break. Hi, everyone. John and Pete Najarian here at the NASDAQ with some news you do not want to miss. As option floor traders, CNBC contributors, and co-founders of OptionMonster.com, people always want to know our secrets for trading the options. So we wrote an entire book on it. And today, to celebrate the book launch, we're giving away a limited number of these books for free. All you have to do is cover shipping and handling. Learn how you can use options like we do to make more income with less capital. To reduce your investment risks. And to make money regardless of which way the market's moving. It's all right here in this book, and today we're giving it away to you for free. Equity options today are hailed as one of the most successful financial products to be introduced in modern times. You have to learn to profit from them. This one book could dramatically increase your investment returns. And today it's free. So pick up that phone and call now. Call 1-800-961-1923 for your free book. That's 1-800-961-1923. Call now. This is Chef Gavin Murphy with your one-minute healthy cooking tip. For all my fellow fitness freaks out there, eating lean, high-protein meats like chicken, turkey, or even pork loin is part of our everyday diet. I get asked all the time, how do I make chicken breast juicy and not dry and overcooked? This is how. Season the breast with salt and pepper and sear in a drizzle of olive oil in a hot pan until golden on both sides. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees and place the breasts on a foiled oven tray. Pour one cup of chicken broth on the tray and pop it in the oven for six to seven minutes. What's going to happen is the broth will create steam in the oven while the chicken is cooking and add moisture to the meat. And that's my secret. Also, very important, guys, once you take the chicken out of the oven, let it rest for three to four minutes, and this will also keep all the juices in the breast. For more tips and information on me, go to my site, GavinMurphy.com. All right, welcome back to Money Never Sleeps, and uh, we were talking about Twitter, and I want to let's talk about those strategic acquisitions, and actually one particular acquisition made by Twitter, I and I, I see it as being very smart because I understand how the technology works. It's called Periscope. Now, Periscope is a great platform. And I've been personally using it to get used to the way it works that you, you know, you're able to put hashtags in and, and just how you, how you have to broadcast. All right. Now, what it does, it allows a user to sign up 
via their Twitter account. So they can use the same username, which is pretty cool. You want to do that. You don't want different usernames all over the place. And more importantly, it links to their Twitter, the Twitter account, so it makes their followers aware when they're broadcasting. So when, when they go and they're, they're going to broadcast live, it sends a message to uh, via Twitter. It goes to, their, you know, it goes to all their followers, and boom, their followers know that they're broadcasting live. So that that is as far as the int- integration goes. Uh, the platform allows users to interact in real time with the broadcaster, which is great. Uh, basically, bringing bringing them into the show because they become part of the show. Because you know, because they're able in real time to uh, either you know give users hearts. You know, I mean, I think it's irrelevant. You know, but as you as you're doing it, some people like hearts. You know, they like they like they like the likes. You know, um, and it gives uh, access and the access to the users on a global scale is a key thing, and it allows the user to uh, ask questions and send little messages in a bubble just like they're texting or like you know like they're test texting back and forth and the broadcaster gets to see this now the the broadcasting of, of you know when you're broadcasting on periscope of course is using the data on your phone as is basically opening a window to the world and it allows the broadcast to be saved on your phone as well. So that's a good feature if you want to later on go put it on YouTube or something like that or other other platforms to, to get uh, further distribution on it. Uh, the broadcast on Periscope itself stays active for a period of, period of 24 hours, so it keeps all the content fresh. I think that if you follow someone, you probably can see the content a little longer than that, but from what I'm understanding is 24 hours. Now, those are the basics. All right. This is a new platform, and no one really has gotten a handle on how to make it work to its fullest potential. But trust me when I tell you that this will be a powerful tool for the media, for music artists, for entertainers, you know, actors and and comedians, and also potentially live event producers. And this is the reason why. First, for the media. Now, this is an, this this will be an added bonus for their viewers as it'll allow them to not only bring their TV viewers behind the scenes, but also interact with them in in real time. You know, uh, some media um, outlets do this via Twitter, but this is a way to do it while, I mean, they see you. So instead of having a second screen, you're bringing both screens together, which is really interesting. And, uh, you know, so they're they're able to do it because, again, it's mobile. So they're able to do this on the move. They don't have to be in front of their TV to actually do this. And this can open doors for smaller media outlets to broadcast their live shows without incurring the expense of actually having a network or broadcasting on a major scale. And I'm just throwing out possibilities. Okay, this can be, again, from, from the media, from, you know, if you're having a news broadcast, if you're doing interviews, if you have a live, if you have a, 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 you know, an MMA event, a boxing event, stuff like that. Okay, so now this brings me into uh, live event broadcasters. Now, this can be a money shot for them, especially if Twitter does this. If they incorporate, and, and I, I want, I mean, I would love for Twitter to do this, that they incorporate a pay-per-view function. 
Now, meaning if there's a live event and it's taking place somewhere in the world, let's say you're in California, this thing's taking place somewhere in South America, okay, or in, or in Europe, and the and the event broadcaster. What they can actually do, and it may not be a major event, it can be a smaller event, but what the event broadcaster can do, they can use Periscope to broadcast the entire event. And they can charge users a nominal fee to do so. And of, of course, Twitter would have to incorporate an advanced version of Periscope for this, but it's, it's a definite possibility and it's doable. Okay? And it could be a moneymaker for Twitter longer term. And again, with the live broadcasting, you know, let's say you're, you know, you, you, you're working that day. You're working. Okay. You're a hardworking person. You're at work. Meanwhile, your spouse has your kid at soccer or basketball playing baseball. You know, your spouse can actually periscope the game so you can see it at that moment live. Now, how, how cool is that? Now, another another benefit is for entertainers and music artists. And this is a no-brainer. Uh, as a music artist, you can connect, or any an entertainer, comedian, actor, you can connect with your fans in real time. And give, you know, as a musician, you can give them a gift of, of a live acoustic show. Or as an actor or comedian or something, you can do a Q&A session. Making, you can make your fans. And what, what, what these, what this what this actually does, you're taking a fan and you're making them into a super fan as they are connecting with them in a more at a more human level. Well, as human as you can get digitally, but I think you get the point. And this is this is one acquisition that could potentially pay off big if Twitter does it right. They have to do it right. Now, here's my opinion on a, on a possible acquisition of Twitter. Because, again, I talked about it early in the show, and rumors are continually flying around about this. Firstly, I think it would be a big mistake if Twitter sold out. Yeah, it will put, it'll put cash in the pockets of investors, but it could also potentially kill, kill a platform that hasn't even come close to its full potential. Facebook hasn't even come close to its full potential. Neither has Google, for that matter. It's not just about the social media aspect. There's everything else that can be done beyond it. Okay, so if 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 this is any indication of the true upside potential long-term for Twitter, then selling the company would be a major mistake. And honestly, if they did sell the company, it would be it would be you know uh, ca- uh, cash out. I think it would just be cashing out, and it wouldn't you know. I mean, granted, the investors and everyone they'll make money, but at the end of the day, to me, it's like you're you're selling out, okay? And it's not what the company was initially founded to do, and that is to connect the world and make a difference. That that was their whole thing in the beginning to connect the world, let the world communicate on 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 a, on a micro level but on a major scale. You know, I mean, the, the money will be the easier part once they learn how to monetize their assets, and they have all the components. They have them. You know, so, yeah, I mean, do they need to clean house? Yeah. Do they, they, need, do they need to get fresh eyes in there? No doubt about it. They need someone fresh with fresh ideas and fresh views. And they need to handle a lot of things differently. And this is this. I guess this is one of my pet peeves. 
You know, they need to handle the verification process much better than they have been. I can't tell you, I have so many friends on Twitter who are legitimate notables, sports stars, authors, TV personalities, film stars, and it's a big battle for them to get verified. I, it blows my mind. And trust me, I try my best to send out tweets to, to Twitter, making them aware of this, you know, the best I can. So it's not like I'm not trying to help. And yes, I know that my account is, isn't verified either. Uh, but you know, this is how difficult it is to get that blue check. Meanwhile, I get complaints all the time that there are accounts out there that are meaningless, that aren't even connected with anything that have this check. So there's something that has to be fixed to keep those notables using the service. So you want to you want to fix that. You want you know if anyone at Twitter is listening, come on, you have to verify these accounts. And you know because the reality is, if you have if you have a notable using Twitter and no one knows it's them, they're not going to get the followership that they're looking for. And 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 this happens all the time where I hear I hear it from 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 people. And they start utilizing, they'll, they'll go back to Facebook or something else where people know it's them. Okay, I, I mean, I have, I mean, so, so many. If you, if you just look at, at when I tweet something out, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm tweeting, um, for people to get verified, you can easily check to see if these people are real. You know, but Twitter, you have to verify people. You know, you have to, you know, fix your system. Okay, so. With with that said, that's that's my rant with the verification that that because that bugs me a little bit, and uh, yeah, going on to the next thing, uh, Twitter, yeah, they need to make more strategic vertical acquisitions that will allow them to expand their reach and increase their user base. You know, they they have a global base, their their users in the U.S. they're growing, but they need more. They need more. I think that they're at about 300 million or so. They need more. They need more people utilizing the service. It's a great platform, but they need to enhance it more and make it, you know, make it better for, uh, you know, or actually make it so that you want to attract more people. Um, you, you have to, you have to, you have to upgrade. And they've been doing things. There's no doubt they've been doing things, but I, I believe they can do more. You know, they have all the tools. This is the thing that, that, that kills me further. They have all the tools there, and I know it. I see it. But in the end, if you have someone, if you don't have someone to use the tools, then, you know, the house is never going to get built. You know, so they need a master builder, someone that's a true leader who understands how to grow the business, that understands how Twitter operates, that understands the, the bigger picture. They need to make a strategic alliance you know as they have with google with with other with other outlets with other media outlets and i know they've been doing some things you know but again i believe they can do more uh there's no question they can do more and the future could be really bright long term for twitter if they do things right and it all comes down to having the right people in place implementing and executing the right the right plan and making it work you know if you if, if they if they go and they make uh, acquisitions that allow them allow allow users to do different things you know because uh, i know they they had the vine which which you know was like a, a flash in a pan situation you know because then once instagram came out it kind of like killed killed a lot of that you don't see too many videos uh, 
uh, on there. I mean, you, people are using it, but you know, they could have got more traction if if it was something that was separate and they just, I don't know. I mean, there was a way to do it that they didn't capitalize on, on it and, uh, you know, Facebook did. And that's the difference. When you have true leaders in place making stuff happen and not trying to reinvent the wheel but looking forward, you know, where where are these things, where are these components going to be in the next five years? How can they grow? Are they just going to be, you know, sharing pictures or what more could it be? See, that what more is the question. And for the people that have vision, they have the answer. Well, at least they have they have a picture they can paint and they can share that with people. You know, I'm not going to comment on the stock price, you know, because, you know, t- you know, today I just want to talk about what I see long term for the company. And again, if they they sell Twitter, I think it would be unfortunate because I I do believe it would kill a platform. I think them making strategic alliances like they did with Google and I think investors longer term will benefit more than having, you know, just having a, having a cash out, you know, in the next 6 months or year, or a year. If they do that, I'm going to be very disappointed in uh in in the company itself. Um and anyway, that that's about it. You know, uh that's about that's about it for my uh my input on Twitter. Uh, and that's about it for this episode of Money Never Sleeps. Uh keep in touch with us as I said, we're going to be uh we're looking to make this into a daily show. You know, that's why I'm able to do these, uh, these half hour shows and actually talk about different things because every day the topic's going to be different. And we want to, we want to hear from you. You know, go to moneyneversleepsradio.com. You can hear, you know, past episodes, but also get in touch with us. You know, get in touch with me on Twitter. Send me messages if you have any, 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 any input or if you have a company that you think that we should feature. You know, send it out to send send it out to me. I read everything that 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 comes to me. So just make sure you do that and get involved with Money Never Sleeps, because this is not just this is not the me show. It's the for everyone show. Okay, so get involved and be a part of Money Never Sleeps. Okay, so again, you can go to moneyneversleepsradio.com, uh, read articles and so on and so forth. Anyway, I want you guys to have a, a profitable rest of the day and uh, and rest of the week for that matter and thanks again for tuning in to money never sleeps radio initiating shutdown sequence you're listening to ucw radio in your face what is your major malfunction so let it be written so let it be done ladies and gentlemen my mother thanks you my father thanks you my sister thanks you and i thank you All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez, its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. 
No part of this compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.